This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. One time in NFL history have we ever had six division leaders lose on the same weekend. Happened 2009 is what I've seen. Otherwise, it's never happened until this weekend. And we nearly had seven with the Baltimore Ravens needing overtime to prevail in their matchup. He just showed his butt. (laughs) He just showed his butt. Thank you, Lamar. I wasn't expecting to hear that again today, but thank you. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, week 14 is now in the books, which means we have one month to go in the NFL regular season. It could not be any more chaotic or any crazier. You want chaos so often in college football. Well, we get it every week in the NFL. As the dust is settling, one team has clinched a playoff spot, and that is the San Francisco 49ers. So they are first into the tournament, if you will. Other teams and other dominoes will drop, I'm sure, as we move forward into week 15 and beyond to infinity and beyond. But for now, it was a whole lot of fun to see division leaders get toppled and the upstarts and their pseudo Super Bowls wreaking havoc and man it was was a lot of fun this week just love the the variety that we got to with the teams that are left for dead and supposedly tanking and yet they're able to rally it's like the uh like the rank and file of the NFL just decided they got tired of getting pushed around This weekend, we also have some injury news we're tracking for you. So as we head through these next two hours, uh, we will give you the latest what we know on Justin Jefferson, uh, what we know about Tyreek Hill as well. Now, he was back in the game late, but has been dealing with an ankle injury. And before this hour is up, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes doing a bit of a mea culpa on their reaction to the Chiefs. Offensive offsides penalty that negated a touchdown in the late stages against the Bills on Sunday. So the Chiefs, one of those division leaders that lost over the weekend, they've actually dropped three of four in the Super Bowl champs. Are they in trouble? But that's not the question we're asking you. The question we're asking you on Twitter and Facebook on this edition of the show is, what is the best movie script in the NFL this weekend? This weekend, sorry, this year. What's the best movie script? Where do you find the material? They could be doing a table read right now and people probably wouldn't even believe it. 
They wouldn't believe it about Tommy DeVito. I'm not sure they'd believe it about Josh Dobbs. I don't know if they'd believe it about C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans and the Texans, though certainly hoping that C.J. is cleared from concussion protocol before long so he can get back out there on the field. How about the Dallas Cowboys and Dak? I'll tell you this. There's a lot of fans that still don't believe it about the Cowboys. Still don't believe it about Dak. The evidence is on our social media from the last 24 hours. That was the question. Now do you believe in Dak Prescott? Now do you believe in the Dallas Cowboys? And the response is dozens and dozens of people still showing up to say no. They haven't proven it to me yet. My favorite argument might have been, Dak's not an MVP. Brock Purdy has more playoff wins, and he hasn't even played a full season, which isn't true anymore. He has played a full season now. But also, what do playoff wins from last year have to do with this season's MVP? Nothing. (laughs) So even Cowboys Nation isn't completely on board with Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, and what they're doing in 2023. So maybe that's the movie script. I mean, if America's team finally gets back to a Super Bowl... Oh, heavens. January and February may never be the same. I got to tell you, I'm not saying I root because I don't root. I would be on board with that because I've never had the chance to cover the Cowboys in a Super Bowl. I've had the chance to cover the Niners in the Super Bowl. They're one of the iconic franchises in the NFL. The Dolphins getting back to a Super Bowl would be incredible. Think how long it's been for them. We're talking about the second year of Dan Marino's Hall of Fame career. The Lions winning a playoff game, moving forward, that would be an awesome story too because that franchise is desperate and I think a little nervous after the last, well, Thanksgiving loss to the Packers and then this past weekend to the Bears. So maybe the confidence has taken a hit. But with Dan Campbell, we're back in the dumpers again, Dan Campbell. We're going to bite some kneecaps off, Dan Campbell. How about that? Could you imagine Dan Campbell being the star of a movie script? It would be as quirky as Ted Lasso. All the crazy sound bites we would get if the Lions went all the way to the Super Bowl. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. We need Dan Campbell in the playoffs. That's what we need. I need Dan Campbell in the playoffs. I swear to God, I'm not a lunatic. So there's a lot of cool movie scripts in development right now around the NFL. Which which is your favorite? So on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or my Twitter, ALAW Radio, we also have two polls that are ongoing. Now, one of them is about to end. Your Monday MVP, you've just got an hour to go there. But you've got plenty of time to vote for TD of the week. Although I would not tarry. Some good options. We'll let you hear them a little bit later in the show. I'm just glad the Titans finally figured out that Derrick Henry is still their best option. Our phone number, 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. You all are funny with your responses to my mom's text from Monday. You just have to check it out. It's on social media. I did not forsake you, Facebook. It's up on Facebook as well. My new motto, Jay, are you ready for my new motto this week? Which, by the way, Jay has to eat broccoli. This time tomorrow, Jay will be eating broccoli. 
Oh, I can't wait. My stomach's growling right now. I could house some broccoli. So my new motto, are you ready? I'm ready. What doesn't get done, doesn't get done. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. What doesn't get done just doesn't get done. Nothing you can do about it. It just doesn't happen. (laughs) It just doesn't get done. I I could could subscribe to that. Except that's new laid back, chill me, which is, you know me. I'm not either laid back or chill for the most part. Not when it comes to getting stuff done. But here's the deal. It's wedding week. And the fact that my house is an unmitigated disaster as I'm moving things out and moving things around and getting ready for another human and his dog to move in. As I'm getting ready to leave for 18 days, ask me how much I've packed. Go ahead. How much have you packed? <clears throat> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> I, what, exactly when am I supposed to have time to pack when I've got a wedding to get ready for? Long distance, mind you, and flowers that have mysteriously disappeared. I know I'm I yelling. I'm yelling. What doesn't get done? It doesn't get done. I've got, well, I, I bake my cookies. Someone asked me, I'm going to leave some of this stuff for Ask Amy Anything because we have one show left. Actually, one and a half shows left before I'm gone for two and a half weeks. So, yeah, packing for 18 days. The house is a disaster. I've got cookies i got to worry about. My friend coming over to, to trim Penny and cut her nails in my living room. I t- I'm on the phone with the photographer. I go in the living room. It's like she has she's in a dog grooming salon. There's There's hair everywhere. OMG. Okay, let's just hope that in a month I don't move the chair and discover dog nails underneath. You know how t- Did she clean it or? Yeah, she tried. Uh. You know how you go, I mean, this is not my dog sitter, right? You know how you go into a hotel? I don't know if you've ever gone to a hotel room and like you have friends or family that they start checking under the bed for like gross stuff like toenails. Yeah, probably going to be dog toenails underneath my chair in about a month. Anyway, she decided to do a grooming sesh for my dog in the middle of my living room. Awesome. So, not enough going on. That's right. That's happening, but thank goodness because Penny looks and sounds a whole lot better. So, that's happening plus four hours of wedding phone, last minute wedding phone calls and final wedding details. The decorators trying to come up with contingency plans because the flowers have not arrived. The postal service calls to let me know they found at least one of the boxes, one, not the other one. I said to her, So she's describing on the phone how my box has been scanned and my box will likely be delivered. She said it will be there in in no more than 48 hours. It will be there. She said that was she didn't say it might. She said it will be there promise in the next one to two days. That's what she said. I didn't ask her to promise, but that is what she said. Did she ever say what happened she to it? She said it multiple times. Yeah, she actually said right now, if you don't send mail priority, you're SOL essentially because regular mail just sits there. And while they deal with priority. That's what she said, number what? one. Isn't that crazy? That's it just insane. sits there. I know, no but that's sense, what she said. Number two is that this distribution center where both of my packages have been run through is brand new and experiencing all types of problems. She said right now there are millions of packages slash pieces of mail that are getting stuck in this distribution center because they're having all kinds of startup issues. She right away, apparently, when Bob stopped at the post office to check on our boxes and our service orders, uh, as soon as she heard that there were packages that were missing, she said, oh, in Missouri City? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's two things working against us. But she did assure me on the phone that package number two, not package number one, we have no idea where package number one is, but box number two will be delivered in the next one to two days. That's good news. Well, yeah, here's the problem. 
uh, Bob will be on a plane come Tuesday afternoon, right. and the box will be delivered to his house. Right. Great. Of course, right. Great. Is there anyone who could pick it up? Well, my mom's going to do it. He okay. jerry-rigged a camera to look out to his front porch so he can Like a, like a doorbell camera? <laughs> yes. He jerry-rigged his doorbell camera so it's pointing down where he can see what's on the front porch. <laughs> He's going to be checking that all hours He's, of the day. He says to me, I can check it whenever I want. And then he goes, I think I'm going to have to wash this window. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, so he'll be arriving on Tuesday evening in New Jersey, and the long distance will finally be over. I said to him, just promise me you're not going to leave me over my disaster of a house. He said, Amy, are you kidding me? I was like, well, you haven't seen it yet. (laughs) Things are getting ready for a move. It's for him, right? What doesn't get done doesn't get done. a lot of love for him. That's (laughs) That's right. I'm trying to make room for you and your little dog, too. What doesn't get done doesn't get done. So that's the update on the flowers. Many of you are asking me for a sneak peek of the flowers, and I actually did share one of those. I know so many of you are asking for pictures. We're actually going to have a wedding that will not be on social media in any way. We're asking our friends and family to not post photos on social media, uh, and so there aren't going to be wedding photos. However... I will give you a photo of flowers. There's a couple of them on my blog post, so I'll have to share that link for you so you can at least understand what it is we're waiting for and why these flowers are so important. (laughs) On Twitter, A-Law Radio, and also on our Facebook page, make sure you vote for TD of the Week and then Monday MVP and the favorite movie script of the NFL season so far. Yeah, what doesn't get done, well, it just doesn't get done. But in the NFL, they are running out of time. They're running out of time. It's totally fine. (laughs) You know, everybody in the sports world is talking about Otani. That's actually a thing, including Gronk. So Rob Gronkowski, who is now part of the Fox NFL game day broadcast. Have you seen those promos where he's sitting behind a desk and he's typing up info on a teleprompter and he's asking people how to spell debonair? Have you seen that one? That was this weekend. Anybody know how to spell debonair? (laughs) Anyway, he's a hoot, and he – here's a crazy question. Going back 10 years, would you have ever expected that both Tom Brady, who would never give the media any information – you want to talk about coach speak and company line? He was as boring as they come until he left New England and went to Tampa. But that both he and Rob Gronkowski, who, you know, at one point gave us the – requirements for his future wife. Jay, you weren't with us then. I'm pretty sure it's in our system. He gave us the requirements for his future wife. Now both Gronk and Brady will be on TV talking NFL. They couldn't be more opposite personalities, and yet they are BFFs for life. Those two dudes will both be on TV come next year. Could you imagine 10 years ago saying that both Brady and Gronk would have future broadcasting careers? No. No, no exactly. No. Not. not 10 years ago in the middle of their careers. But Rob Gronkowski, because he is eternally tied to his favorite quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, he was a guest on Let's Go Monday with Brady and Jim Gray, blah, blah, blah. One of their their top storylines, headlines, not so much NFL, but Otani's record $700 million contract. 
you only see that type of situation in the sports where there's no salary cap. I mean, that's why the NFL is so great because there's a salary cap and it puts everyone on the same, you know, caliber of the chances of winning. Everyone on the same page. It's not like anyone else has has the advantage. I mean, the Los Angeles Dodgers, they can afford him. They can afford other players for $50 million and make a whole roster with players that are all worth $30 million. But I think Otani is well worth it. He's going to bring that whole Japan market over to the United States. They're going to be tuning into baseball. His sales, jersey sales, are going to be through the roof. There's no doubt about it. He can pitch and he can play on the field and basically play any position as well. So he's worth every penny. Uh, a lot of power to him. It's great for the sport. It's great for just him. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch him, man. He's one of the best players in the game. That's for sure. See, Rob Gronkowski practicing his broadcasting chops. You never know when you might be asked about a record $700 million contract. Now, coming up an hour from now, we're going to check in with David Sampson, who is a longtime, was a longtime president of the Florida Marlins, Miami Marlins. Now, wait, were they Florida at one point? They were, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was them. Anyway, he gave the 13-year contract to Giancarlo Stanton that is now biting the Yankees in the rear end. They would desperately love to get rid of Stanton's contract. But guess what? Nobody wants it. Not even in Major League Baseball, where teams take these types of leaps all the time. Nobody wants it. He is morally and professionally opposed to contracts of of 10 years or longer. He thinks that they come back to bite teams in in the you-know-what, and they hardly ever pay dividends. Except when it comes to Otani, as Gronk points out. Now, he uses future Otani's already bringing the Japanese market here. He's already selling jersey sales. And the reason he can afford to defer nearly all of his average annual salary in this new deal with the Dodgers is because he makes $40 million a year in endorsements. That's what people don't realize. It's a little bit like, say, a Tiger Woods or a Phil Mickelson. If my growling stomach is going over the microphone, I apologize. Oh, my gosh, it's growling like nobody's business. As much as Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson made as golfers on the PGA Tour, they made more in endorsements every year. You have an athlete like an Otani, who is known by just one name, right? Who's got his own showtime circus that follows him around, who represents the hopes and dreams of an entire nation of sports fans, who stays in a market where you have a a huge Asian presence, Not to mention it's directly across the Pacific Ocean. Not saying it's a hop, skip, and a jump, but you know what I'm saying. It's it's on that coast. It's on national TV there as well as here. The Dodgers already an iconic franchise in the United States. And now they combine forces with Otani, who's a one-man show. He's a global presence. He transcends his sport. Jersey sales, ticket sales, tourist, business, tourism, wherever the Dodgers go, but certainly in L.A. And if they win another World Series, oh, that contract has already paid for itself. Oh, my gosh. I just took a pause and my stomach went. (laughs) It's so loud. I'm on board with the Dodgers spending whatever it takes. But what we didn't realize until Monday is that the majority of his average annual salary, which is supposed to be 
70 million. His average annual salary is actually not going to be paid until he's done with this contract. Oh, but it's brilliant. It's brilliant. We'll explain straight ahead. And we'd love to hear from you on Twitter after our CBS. It's an Italian thing. If you don't know what that means, there is a gift for that. By the way, Jay, I thought of you on Monday because my niece dropped a word in a text that I'd never heard before. And at first I thought it was autocorrect. And then I thought, no, wait a minute. This must this might be a a young person thing where they just make up words. Have you ever heard the word Luke? Like hmm. Like lukewarm? No, as in L E W K Luke. L E W I've I've seen that. Uh-huh. I don't know if I could use that in a She sentence, dropped though. it in a family group text. How? Like what was the context? She was trying on her wedding makeup. So she was practicing her makeup for the wedding. She's doing her own makeup as a bridesmaid. And she said, I'm practicing my makeup Luke. No. Mm. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. That's, hmm. So at first I thought it was autocorrect. And then I thought, you know what? She is super cool. And she knows she's super cool. I'm going to Google it and see if it's a word. It's not actually been added to Merriam-Webster, the dictionary, but it's close. Apparently they're they're following it. They're tracking the growth of Luke. I don't know. I don't know if I like that one. Anybody else out there know what Luke is? If Luke. you're cool, you do. So find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. If you know what Luke means, L-E-W-K, I now know. I will never use it in a sentence, but I'm not joking. My older niece dropped it in a family group chat on Monday evening. It's bold. <laughs> it's so bold. And didn't explain it either. Just assumed that everybody knew what it meant. <laughs> know what I'm talking about. My mother would have no clue. I could ask her. I could give her 10 minutes to try to come up with it. I could give her 10 hours to try to come up with it. No idea. We should give her like a word that we don't even know, like a new word, and tell her to drop it in the group chat and see what your, <laughs> see what your niece does with the reaction. <laughs> All right, social media, let's go to work. What does it mean? Don't Google it. See if you can tell Jay what it means without Googling it. Luke. <laughs> I'm thinking Star Wars every time I hear it. Except it- Hey, everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. not spelled that way no it's after hours with amy lauren cbs sports radio you are listening to the after hours podcast they send another blitz selling out flag on the play might be a free one they've got kelsey at the 30 kelsey 25 angling back 20 now he's going to lateral it back at the 15 yard line it's tony 10 5 touchdown kansas city they mess around and practice with this all the time it's going to go with a 49 yard touchdown kelsey the old university of cincinnati quarterback number 19 Offsides by the offense lined up in the neutral zone. Lost words, man. It's just it's tough because. 
regardless if we win or lose, man, just just for the, the end of, with another game and we're talking about the refs, man. It's just not what we want for any for the NFL and for football. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Patrick Mahomes was incensed at the officials. He slammed his helmet. He had to be held back by teammates after a touchdown was taken off the board. Remember the Travis Kelsey lateral to Kadarius Toney, who goes 25 yards for the score, gets wiped off the board because Toney was also lined up in the neutral zone. He was offsides. Mahomes was screaming and yelling, slamming his helmet, had to be held back by teammates over the final 90 seconds of the game. Not only did he and Andy Reid blast the officials following the Chiefs' loss to the Bills, but at the same time, the video of Mahomes' interaction with Josh Allen, as the two quarterbacks meet at midfield, they're supposed to be saying, congratulations, way to go, see you down the road, good luck making the playoffs. Instead, again, it's, it's gone viral. If you haven't seen the video, all you have to do is Google Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Pat is still ticked off. And he's yelling, I don't think at Josh, but to Josh. He's still complaining and grousing and freaking out over the penalty. Ah! Something along those lines. Instead of congratulating Josh, he gets caught on camera bitching and complaining and moaning still. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. After he calmed down some, Mahomes was a guest on 610 Sports in Kansas City looking back at the way everything unfolded and how he responded to it Sunday. Obviously, you don't want to react that way. I just, I mean, I care, man. I love it. I love I love this game. I love my teammates, and I want to go out there and put everything on the line to win. Um, but uh, obviously, can't can't do that. I mean, can't be that way towards officials or really anybody in, in life. Um, so... I probably regret acting like that, um, but more than anything, I mean, I, re- I regretted the way I, I acted towards uh, Josh after the game because he had nothing, nothing to do with it, and um, so I, I was uh, I, I was still hot and emotional. Um, but you can't do that, man. It's not a great example uh, and, uh, for for kids watching the game. So uh, that that I was more upset about that than I was about me on the sideline. So an, an apology of sorts, definitely airing his regrets for the way he reacted. You don't often see Patrick Mahomes like that. Usually his energy is positive and uplifting, and usually he's the one who's marching up and down the sidelines, regardless of how far down the Chiefs are in the fourth quarter. He's the guy telling everybody, let's go. We got this. We're coming back. And instead, he lost his mind. He looked like John McEnroe out there, for heaven's sakes. John McEnroe with a helmet. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. By the way, the call with Mitch Holtis and Danon Hughes on Chiefs Radio. Andy Reid also got in front of a camera on Monday. And after he suggested that the, the official screwed him by not giving him a heads up that Kadarius Tony was lined up in the neutral zone, which does sometimes happen. But after he also complained about the officials, yeah, he elaborated Monday. I know what I said about the officials yesterday or uh, insinuated about the officials. Um, uh, listen, there are, no, there are no excuses on this thing. Um, I, I, you know, that's not what we're, what I'm saying. And 
I've always had a good working relationship with these guys. And that's the important part. So they know when they tell me something with a guy that I'm going to go address the guy like right now and make sure that it, it gets changed. When, when you're talking about inches, you know, those type of things. And those, those happen in the game. I mean, I've been doing this a long time. So this isn't an excuse or a blame on the officials for blowing the game. That's not what it is. But it's a working relationship. That part is so important in this thing. There's been so much debate, so many camera angles that would show Tony not offsides or so far offsides that the officials couldn't ignore it. I tend to believe that they couldn't ignore it. If you look straight down the line of scrimmage, it's not on the officials. I understand it's a courtesy that some of them give coaches, especially if it's a player who continues to do it and it's only a toenail that's in the neutral zone. But in this case, Tony was not just into the neutral zone. He was half his body into the neutral zone. Sometimes players will act, ask the official, hey, is this okay? Now, there were conspiracy theories about whether or not Tony did, and the officials told him this or that. Ultimately, it's on Tony. He's a professional football player. This is not peewee where you're learning the rules. And I get that the officials largely let it go, or they're not super intent and focused, but... One thing Gene Steratore told us on the NFL and CBS and on his Twitter on Sunday night into Monday is that it's been a point of emphasis. Officials have heard from the NFL. Call this. And in fact, even though Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid both said you never see it called, I've never seen it called in my career or this season, apparently the number of times it's been called this season, it's way up. So the NFL officials have been told to look for it. It's on Tony. He's not a newbie. He's not a rookie. It matters. And while it may not have been the reason that he was wide open for the touchdown, I think it's at least worth noting he's the one that was wide open for the touchdown. Andy Reid still kind of work in this angle of, hey, I, I feel like the officials let me down. I take a lot of pride in taking what the officials give me and, and going to our players and telling them, like immediately telling them and, and giving them that and telling them that, hey, listen, they're giving you a warning. If you don't do it, that's on your, on your plate. And that's the important part that I was trying to get across, but probably not very well after the game. So he and Patrick Mahomes both thinking better of the way they acted and what they said, but to the larger point, still feeling like this didn't have to happen. And they're right. Kadarius Tony could have checked where he was. It didn't have to happen. No different than D Ford. Well, other side of the ball, but D Ford in the AFC championship. What was it? Six years ago, five years ago. And the chiefs pick off Tom Brady for what is going to be the end of the game. And, a, and sealing their trip to the championship for the first time in whatever, 50 years. And D Ford's lined up offsides. You can, you can blast the officials all you want. But it's really on these players. It's not like they don't know the rules. And if you're going to call it in the first 90 seconds, you got to call it in the last 90 seconds. You don't want officials changing how they call games. 
based on situation. No, the whole point is that the officials are not supposed to be cognizant of time other than how much the time affects, you know, almost called a shot clock, game clock, play clock, that kind of stuff. But they're not supposed to be making their calls based on who's leading, who's trailing, how much time is left, the point in the game, the quarter. No, they're supposed to call it the same from the beginning all the way to the end. This is on the Chiefs. And honestly, is it that atypical of what they're, they've done this season? Mistakes, miscues, turnovers, bad penalties, sloppiness, lack of discipline. There's a reason why they've lost three of their last four. They're playing fast and loose with the rules and with football basics, football fundamentals, if you will. This is on the Chiefs. It shouldn't surprise anybody that they screwed up a late touchdown because they weren't paying attention to the the basics. All right, on Twitter, A-Law Radio, our Facebook page too. Coming up, a little QB news, not from one Patrick Mahomes, though I appreciate him going on 610 Sports in Kansas City and saying that he's sorry and that he has regrets. Two Monday night football games. The Chiefs, not the Chiefs, sorry, the Vikings, as well as the Steelers giving us updates on their quarterbacks. And what about Justin Herbert? Supposed to have surgery on his finger. So much happening. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hurry back to throw. And it is. Is it tossed? Oh my goodness, it's tossed. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Back from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Cooper Cup got it. Touchdown, LA. Burrow back to throw. Looking, firing deep for Chase in the end zone. He's got it. Mahomes fires for the end zone, caught, touchdown, Kansas City. And off to Eckler again, no, Herbert keeps it, end zone, touchdown, Chargers. Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap, Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five, into the end zone, touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. I love that right now my Twitter timeline is filled with people who are guessing or informing me what Luke means. (laughs) I am not cool. I'll never claim to be cool. So thank you. After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. This portion of the show brought to you by Wesley Financial. Are you stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Who would have thunk it? Hackers... And Giants dueling to the death on Monday Night Football. And you've got Jordan Love on one sideline, Tommy DeVito on the other. I don't want to say both completely unlikely. The Tommy DeVito came out of nowhere. Jordan Love had been in quite a groove for the Packers. And they take advantage of a late Saquon Barkley fumble to go and score a touchdown that puts them ahead. With 90 seconds to go. Now, it's not on Jordan Love that the Packers defense didn't hold and they gave up a game-winning field goal in the final seconds. However, there were a lot of turnovers. Sloppy play by the Packers that left the door wide open for the Giants at all on Monday. And Jordan Love knows that they didn't do enough. Not good enough, you know? Um, Obviously not good enough to to get the job done there at the end. And uh, 
Obviously, two costly turnovers um, hurt us a lot, so uh, just not good enough. For the most part, I thought, uh, you know, we just we were off in the past game in general, it felt. Um, just missed a few throws here and there, which is going to happen. I thought it was. I thought he was pretty resilient in his approach in terms of just continuing to battle, and obviously threw a touchdown pass there at the end of the game. Had another one that, you know, we didn't come down with. Um, but all in all, you know, consistently throughout the course of the game, it just was not good enough. 25 of 39 for Jordan Love, just over 200 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Yeah, the the sink. The rhythm, the groove that the Packers had been on over the course of their win streak, that disappeared against that Giants defense. And they also had three total turnovers, which doesn't help either. So if you're going to play fast and loose with the football, even a bad team can beat you in the NFL. And Tommy DeVito is only seeing his legend grow. It's an Italian thing, if you will. Now with four consecutive starts, this his best one, no doubt. He's learning on the job, the undrafted rookie. Completes all four of his passes in the final 90 seconds. The Giants go nearly 60 yards in seven plays, and they set up the game-winning field goal for Randy Bullock. And, yeah, maybe at the beginning, Brian Dayball was starting him because of injuries, but now they can't take this guy off the field. Just go win the football game. Go execute a drive that we practice every day before practice, which is a two-minute drive. We do it every day, different situations. I assume over all the practices we've had that exact situation or something very similar to it. So just go out, execute the offense, and go win a game. Third game of over 100 quarterback rating. Made good decisions, took care of the ball, used him in a run game. We just keep developing him. He's, he's improving, still got stuff to work on. But, you know, like I said two, three times last week, I think he's a, a young player that's you know, doing the right things, um, making the most of his opportunity. Earned the right to play today, and he earned the right to play um, the next week. You know, he's... Kid's done a good job. And because of that, the Giants are now one game back of five teams in the running for the final NFC wildcard spot, including the Packers, who they just beat and would have the tiebreak against if it comes down to that. Fun job! Is Tommy DeVito the best made-for-TV made or movie script out there in the NFL this season? You can find us on Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page. It's an Italian thing. It absolutely is. While we're talking about these Packers losing to the Giants on Monday Night Football, they may not have a quarterback crisis, but that's the case with the Vikings, who are also right there in the mix for a playoff spot. Josh Jobs bench for Nick Mullins on Sunday. So, Kevin O'Connell, what about Week 15? The process is a little bit more, you know, of making sure we go through a full evaluation of all the plays from yesterday. Um, And then it's a matter of just, you know, the the dialogue with the staff and making sure everybody understands uh, really where uh, I would like to go with the decision and then the communication with the players. Um, And, you know, having been, we got back late last night and and have been in that process today. Uh, It's just a little early for me to uh, announce that, but uh, I feel like we're uh, on our way to making that decision rather shortly here. Kevin O'Connell, he's doing everything he possibly can. By the way, Justin Jefferson is now day-to-day, so not a long-term injury after he got hit pretty hard and had, I would assume, some bruised ribs or just some some chest pain. Uh, Thankfully, he's okay, and there's nothing more serious. But it seems like the second they find a groove, 
something else goes horribly wrong. So the shine is worn off the Josh Dobbs story, though he didn't have any turnovers on Sunday, but they just weren't moving the ball. And I suppose you give Nick Mullins credit for leading the late game winning drive in a 3-0 victory over the Raiders. Don't! It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going through a quarterback conundrum themselves. Uh, Kenny Pickett is not ready to go. Mitch Trubisky is right now QB1. But what about potentially giving Mason Rudolph some work? Mason will get an opportunity to get some reps, uh, certainly. Um, You don't get an opportunity to get a lot of that, particularly when you're at the three spot. Uh, When you're at the two spot and you have a full week, certainly. Uh, Last week, there were a limited amount of reps for all parties involved. And so he certainly will get more opportunity this week from a preparation standpoint. All parties involved. I love that. Yeah, they were on a short work week. They went into Thursday Night Football with Mitch Trubisky. He got all the reps. Uh, It was awful. It was bad. It was bad on both sides of the ball as they lost to the Patriots. So now they're going to give Mason Rudolph some more work and Mitch Trubisky be warned, but he is still QB1 at this point until Kenny Pickett is available. Jake Browning is in for Joe Burrow the rest of the season. We know this. He's had a couple of really impressive games. And did you see how much his family was on screen during the Bengals' victory this past weekend over the Colts? Well, actually, that was a gift from his teammate. It is not my box. Uh, (laughs) I did not buy that in the preseason. It's very expensive. Uh, so Joe Burrow was nice enough, give them some tickets so they didn't have to sit up in the cold. You know, we're all from California, so I'm used to it. They're not, so I'm sure they were much more excited in the box, but uh, it, it's awesome to have them here. <laughs> Joe Burrow's like, hey, use my box. Your family can sit in my box, and they had the time of their lives. Another story that could be a movie script for the NFL. All right, last thing, Justin Herbert, dislocated finger surgery on Monday. I don't know that. I'm sure there, you know, there's a lot of information that we're gathering right now. But um, he's tough as they come. But we're going to make sure that whatever it is, we're going to do what's best for Justin long term. Don't know whether or not Justin Herbert will be available come week 15 for the rapidly sinking Chargers. And I do not mean in playoff standings because they're not part of those. They're five and eight right now. Nah, I mean sinking as in the end of Brandon Staley's tenure, maybe the end of Kellen Moore. We barely knew ye as the offensive coordinator. It's all coming to a crashing halt. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 